Welcome to the Ghost Rap Podcast. It's fast, it's fun, it's informative. This is your weekly dose of the news that matters on the markets with your host, the Finance Ghost. For more details on these stories and to make sure you get daily updates, visit ghostmail.co.za. The Ghost Rap Podcast is proudly brought to you by Mazars, a leading international audit, tax and advisory firm with a national footprint within South Africa. I am impressed with the performance at PSG Financial Services, so I'll start there. With growth in recurring HIPs of 21% and a 23% increase in the dividend per share, there is quite a lot to hand our hats on here. Return on equity of 22.5% is beating pretty much all of the local banks, and assets under management grew by 19%, so there's another nice metric to look at. Now, the win here is that PSG, previously called PSG Consult and now PSG Financial Services, is very strong at distribution. There is an army of people out there selling their investment and insurance products. Another good example of this type of distribution-led wealth management model is Quilter, the UK business spun out by Old Mutual and separately listed on the JSE some time ago. But even with the RAND weakness helping Quilter out, there is no comparison in share price performance this year. PSG is up 16% and Quilter is only up 1.7%. Keep an eye on PSG Financial Services. Mixed Telematics seems to have attracted an international buyer. Powerfleet is listed on the NASDAQ and the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange and is looking at a deal for Mixed Telematics that would see the merged group listed on the JSE. So the great news here for local investors and market enthusiasts is that we're not losing a listing here. If anything, we're actually gaining one because the rest of Powerfleet's business would be coming to the JSE. Powerfleet is an asset monitoring business that uses the good old Internet of Things buzzword. And of course, that is why Mixed Telematics fits in well, because that is a fleet monitoring business. The circular and prospectus for the deal are due for release in early December, so that's the point at which we'll get full details on not just the transaction, but on Powerfleet's business. The Fleet Solutions' big brother on the local market is of course Karoo with all the O's, five of them if you must know, and that business has moved its listing offshore a couple of years ago. Karoo owns CarTrack, I'm a shareholder in this business, and the management team seems to have realized that what they should be doing is sticking to their knitting, which is why I invested in the first place, because CarTrack is a really decent business. Karoo is giving up on Carzuka, which is a very weird used car business that for some reason they thought would be appealing to investors, it's really not. Karoo investors like me are actually there for the recurring cash flows and the strong growth in high margin subscribers, not selling used cars just like everyone else is doing. In the latest quarter, revenue increased 17% in constant currency or 21% in RAND, and cash generated from operations was up 26%, so that's very good. Group earnings per share, that was only up 14% because they have been messing around in other activities. And I certainly hope to see the earnings growth percentage move higher going forward. Sticking with cars, the car market finally seems to be cracking. I've been shaking my head at it for a while now, as I just cannot understand how South Africans are affording these cars with such high interest rates. Some sanity is starting to prevail, and CMH is on the wrong side of that trend, with loads of pressure from global manufacturers to keep pushing volumes. Now that can only be done if prices are dropped, which of course hits margins, and there's not much margin to start with. At group level, CMH has reported a drop in headline earnings per share of 12.9% for the six months to August. This is because operating profit is down 25% in this period in the car retail business, with that margin dropping to just 2.45%. That is really low. Car hire is just a structurally better business. Profits up 12% and there's a much higher operating margin. 
Now, to give you an idea of just how much higher that margin is in practice, car hire makes more profit off revenue of around 450 million rand in this period than motor retail managed to make off 6.1 billion rands worth of revenue. It's not hard to pick the better business there. African Bank has acquired two businesses from Sasfin as that bank looks to scale up as part of its plan to simply escape its old terrible time as a bank that failed and had to go into curatorship. Now Sasfin has gotten pretty lucky here. They've sold two really poorly performing businesses at a price that looks to be roughly at NAV, net asset value, or perhaps even a premium to NAV. Although the exact details need to be released as not necessarily all the assets and liabilities are being acquired. Either way, the market celebrated this win for Sasfin because Sasfin's share price was trading at such a gigantic discount to NAV. The share price actually closed 40% higher on the day of the announcement, so that tells you how big the discount was. Going forward, Sasfin is going to focus on wealth, rental finance, and banking. They've offloaded their capital equipment finance and property finance businesses to African Bank in this transaction. Cashbuild cannot catch much of a break, it seems, with revenue flat year-on-year in the latest quarter. New stores contributed 2% in growth and the existing footprint was down 2%. So the net movement was zero when it comes to revenue growth. Now this is despite selling price inflation of 4.3% for the period. P&L hardware remains the major revenue headache, down 9%. Now in an inflationary environment, flat revenue can surely only mean that profits are still dropping. The macroeconomic environment continues to be very tough for cash build. Finally, Calgara M3 released results for the six months to August and HEPs, headline earnings per share that is, jumped by 38%. Revenue growth of 13.5% was certainly a major contributing factor here, achieved with a consistent gross margin. But the additional boost to HEPs is the magic of share buybacks in action, as Calgro bought back a lot of shares at an average price of 2 rand 63 per share. The net asset value per share is 11 rand 99, so that is truly a bargain price for those buybacks, with fewer shares in issue driving the HEPs growth. There's no cash dividend and I don't think there should be, because the share price remains way below net asset value, and hence ongoing share buybacks are an attractive way to play this. This management team is doing the right thing from a capital allocation perspective. And that's a wrap. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Ghost Wrap podcast should be taken as advice. Please do your own research and visit ghostmail.co.za for more insights into the market.